0: You're listening to the Best I've Ever Read podcast. It's the podcast where we discuss the best and not so best books we've ever read. We're your hosts, Liv and Kim. Okay, everybody, we have done the draw for From the Ashes. We have four winners. That have won. And the winners are... First winner is... Hallie Writes Sometimes. woo, Yay, Hallie! Woo! Congrats! Congrats! Second winner is... Catherine TR. Woohoo! <laughs> Catherine! Yay. Yay! Third winner is... Party Pants! Woohoo! Yeah, Party Pants! And fourth winner is Carly Sellant. Woohoo! Carly! Woohoo! Excited for you! Thank you. Thank you everyone for joining our lovely giveaway. We all appreciate the shares, the likes, the views, the comments, the whatever. It was very nice very fun. So, if you're listening, we probably have already reached out to you to let you know, but come message us if you haven't received our message. Yeah, check your right messages. Now. Yay! Hey, Kim. Hey, Liv. How's it going? Oh my god, it's going so well.
1: It's Been yeah, a while.
0: It has been a while. Since we've recorded, at least we've chatted a lot.
1: Yeah, we did some uh, real influencer things. Yeah, on this episode, you will notice that we have some Amazon affiliate links. Mm-hmm. So, if there are any books that we talk about or any any other things, yeah, you can check them out on our Amazon storefront.
0: We may get a small commission if you purchase from the link. Yes, uh, you should. <laughs> So yeah, if you want
1: to, if you want to support us. I know that we also are not like, we're obviously not Amazon fans. Yeah, but we do support our local bookstores and we do um, hope that you do as well in your local libraries. Mm-hmm. But we also know that it's just kind of a matter of where we are in the world right now that that is a way yeah. that we can money. And it's also a way for, like, people living in small towns and stuff to get access um, to books and other Mm -hmm. things. So, also Kindle. Like, I feel like lots of people read on their Kindle. And that's where you buy Mm -hmm. your books. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, I mean, if you have any other affiliate websites that you're aware of that are indie or whatever, please let us know. Because Amazon is just kind of the easiest to set up.
1: Yeah, it was easy to set up. It's the most far-reaching. Yeah, just the most accessible to us right now as very, very, very tiny influencers, book and yeah, book.
0: Baby influencers.
1: As babies. So, yeah, we're
0: just little yeah. babies. So, yeah. Mm. Not sponsored by Amazon, but I mean, Jeff Bezos is listening.
1: Give me some of those billions, baby.
0: Yeah, give me a. I need Amazon a very small stock. portion
1: of your billions.
0: Yes, like not even 1%
1: like not even something that would actually affect you in any way at all. That's all I would yeah. do.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. All. It's yeah, our humble little podcast and uh life anyways.
1: How have you been doing?
0: Um, I've been you, good.
1: Like, settling into your new job. It's been a few weeks now.
0: Oh, yes, it has been. Um, my job's been good. Uh it's been a lot of Well, it's not a lot like okay, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of reading, which is funny. It's not funny. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but it's just a lot of reading and I read on my leisure time. And then I I we do a book podcast. So I feel like my life is reading now, which I love. I think the thing that is the most tiring is my commute. <laughs> so my commute is about three and a half hours every day, which is That's a lot. Pretty much I might as well just go to like a different country in Europe to work. <laughs> and because it's like two towns over. So I I live in a town, and then I go through, like, Sevilla, like, the main city, and then I go to another town. Wow. Yeah. I go from the end of the train line to the other end, which is nice because I always get a seat, and I get to read for the whole time.
1: It's also nice that it's, like, you can just take public transit for that.
0: Yeah. Like, it's incredible. And Canada could never... I, I know. Like, Canada? What? What is that? No, and, and okay, this is the craziest thing. The local bus. So the bus I take from, like, the bus stop by my house to the metro station, guess how much it costs? Not even... Zero dollars. What? Or, yeah, zero euros. What? Yeah, yeah. It's free. So Spain right now, fun fact, they're doing... Well, from what I've heard from the locals is they're trying to do like um kind of an eco-friendly thing where they're encouraging people to use public transit more. So there's a lot of initiatives that make transit really accessible and really cheap. So the bus that takes me from the bus stop to the metro is free until like end of June, which I'm only living in this town until end of June. So it's like perfect. And then the Metro, I only pay 59 cents. Wow. Which is, I think, in Calgary right now to take the Calgary Transit, which is (laughs) not great. Not great. It is $3.80. Wow. Yeah, so editing Kim here. In this next part, I talk about the Renfe train of Spain, the national train, and it's like the high-speed train in Spain, high-speed train in Spain, and you buy an El Bono pass, which is essentially a pass that allows you to travel to a destination multiple times. I paid 20 euros for it, and if you use it 16 times, you get your 20 euros back. So I was explaining this part in the podcast, but the audio got messed up and I was pronouncing Renfei really weird. So, <laughs> yeah, I just had to record it. So, yeah, here you go. Now it'll make sense. Okay. I bought one to go to Cadiz, Cadiz which is like a beach town, close well, beach city. I don't know. It's kind of close to me. It's like an hour and a half away from Sevilla. And I bought one for 20 euros and I can go back and forth there as much as I want until the end of April. And if I go like eight, eight times, I guess, cause it's like 16 back and forth. Right. I get my 20 euros back. Wow. That is
1: like, when I think about public transit, it should be free. Like public transit should be free.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It just should. Like, I don't actually, when I think about it. Yeah. Public transit should be free. Yeah. Anyways. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So go Spain. Go Spain. I th- I hope other countries like Canada catch on. Cause yeah, cuz some a big country like why don't we have transport? Well, cuz it's not
1: set up that way. But like, yeah. Sometimes like I know when we're in Toronto, I mean, Kingston public transit is we just have buses cuz it's small. Mm-hmm. But, and I've never taken, I've honestly never taken the bus here because I have a car and then I I just walk a lot of places. Sometimes when we're in Toronto, it's like, okay, well, we could either take the subway or usually if there's, like, three of you or more, it's cheaper each to take an Uber. Yeah. It's counterintuitive to, like, yeah, the climate concerns around taking trains and buses because it helps with not only with, like, traffic, but also with the climate and, like, emissions. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the end of the day, if I could pay $2.50 to get to the restaurant and share a car with my friends and get to and from the destination door to door, rather than paying $4 to take the subway and have to walk on either side, yeah, I'm going to take an Uber because it's cheaper.
0: Yeah. It's more convenient. And transit here in Spain is very safe. Like, it's very clean. It's very safe. Like, I've taken it at 3 a.m nothing sketchy happens I mean I'm sure it does sometimes but the train is so full like everyone on the train is my age and it's just very full so you don't feel unsafe but in Canada you can't really Well, maybe in North America in general taking public transit is also kind of like it feels dangerous yeah I I feel like we ranted about this um two episodes ago
1: but (laughs) anyway Um, yeah How how was the beach
0: oh it was beautiful I came unprepared with no sunscreen no towel nothing so I bought everything there and it was very affordable I was I bought a whole swimsuit set for eight euros wow yeah it was it was nice but I got burnt like you probably can't see it anymore but I have oh no you can't see it I have like the grossest tan (laughs) line like it's like really high neck um but yeah it's beautiful I'm going back on Thursday and Saturday so nice just call me a beach bum <laughs> fun but yeah how about you what have you been up to recently other than that's- getting someone's balls cut off just kidding oh
1: my God. <laughs> Remy got neutered last week Aww. yeah he got neutered on Tuesday so that's been actually not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be like the first few days were hard because I bought him a onesie because like I just was looking online and lots of people say to get onesies you can get like you can either get one from the vet it's kind of the new thing that they're doing is just like a onesie to put on their body so they can't access the stitches but then they sell them they're like 50 bucks if you get them from the vet
0: oh my god
1: i was online on like the little dash hound like facebook page and people were saying just go buy a baby onesie and then cut a hole in the tail and then like it unclips so just unclip it when they go to the bathroom and so that's what i bought for him but in classic remy fashion he is too long for a baby onesie for an 18 month old baby onesie so he kept shimmying out of it like i don't know how but it wasn't working and so This is, okay, this is actually a really funny story. He shimmied out of his onesie on the first night, and we caught him licking. And so Taylor and I were like, fuck, it was like 3 a.m. And I was like, fuck, what are we going to do? So then Taylor's online looking at, like, makeshift cones, basically, online (laughs) at, like, 3 a.m. And he saw you could use a, um, some, like, pantyhose. And if you put it on like as like a tube around their body, then they can't access this. So I was like, okay, well, maybe if we put his onesie back on him, then all I had that I was like willing to cut up were fishnets. And so I cut up like a tube, like a piece of fishnet that would fit around his body. (laughs) So he was like a sausage. And then that still wasn't really working. And like 20 minutes later, Taylor was like, okay, what if we took his life jacket? Because he's like kind of immobilized in his life jacket. So we ended up putting his life jacket on over that. So he wore, he was wearing a onesie with a tube of fishnet over it. And then he was wearing his life jacket. Like he has this like hot pink life jacket that he wears. It's honestly, I got it for him last summer when he was still a puppy. And it's a little bit too small for him now. Like I think we might have to get him a new one for this summer. But yeah. And he just was so mad at us that he slept under the couch the whole night. Like oh. I am thought about this life like i can't believe you guys have me sleeping in a, in a life jacket this is ridiculous and then like that night at 3 a.m i was like i'm just gonna buy him a cone like i just i was like i'm just gonna buy him a cone so i ordered him one of those like inflatable cones if anyone has dogs or have seen dogs with these on they're just like basically like an airline pillow that goes around <laughs> his neck
0: that's What i thought it was when you showed me <laughs>
1: yeah that's what it looks like so that he can't like i can't i can't visualize it but if you're curious google dog inflatable cone and you'll see it but that's what he's been wearing and he's honestly been pretty good like he at night when we're just like hanging out watching tv or stuff we'll take his cone off like when he's being supervised so that he can because he can't really like lay. he can't lay his head down with it it's like Mm -hmm. really restricts his neck so we've just like been taking it off while we watch tv and stuff so that he can put his neck down and we've been taking him on walks but like carrying him around the around the block so that he can get some smells and like not be cooped up in the apartment otherwise he's just been like i've been giving him his snuffle mat and Mm. yeah i just feel sad for him he really wants to walk when we were walking him yesterday he was like wiggling out of my arms like he was like i just want to sniff the ground and i was like you can't i'm sorry Uh, almost a week and they say two weeks they say like 10 days to four 10 to 14 days He should be good to like start upping his activity. I just need to like make sure that I'm carefully like checking his stitches and stuff, but he looks good so far. So that was good. And then my parents came to visit last week, which was really nice to have them here. It was nice to show them my apartment and show them Taylor I's new place that we're moving into in a few months and just to like go out for dinners and, and have them here. It was really nice. It was crappy weather. Like it was raining a lot on like one of the full days that we had. So we ended up just like going for a drive and like going to a cafe and stuff, but it was still nice to have them. It's nice to have them here.
0: Yeah. Family hey. fun time. That's
1: um, nice. Yeah. So that was special. Yeah.
0: yeah so that's, that. that's really nice. Oh.
1: And otherwise, it is the end of the term. Oh, <gasps> I bought uh... my last tutorial last week. I just have to mark papers and otherwise I'm just like starting to work on my thesis so yeah oh that's super exciting so I'm just like working on that well I haven't actually started to work on it yet but I will be working on that that is my <laughs> yeah. that is my thing to do this week now that my parents are are back home so yeah
0: fun oh my god that's exciting so you're not going to be when does school end for you? Like, I don't understand. I don't even understand how grad school works.
1: <laughs> Honestly, every program is so different. Like, my program is very independent, and like, you kind of just work at your own pace, which oh, okay is obviously has pros and cons. I'm not going to be in any rush to finish, but technically, it's two years. But a lot of people take an extra term. Mm-hmm. I hope to be done. By the end of October that's my goal so nice. that's okay. seven or eight months from now like that's that's quite a long time mm-hmm. um, I just need to get my button gear and start like writing and I've started data collection so I just need to start um
0: Ooh. working on it
1: it's just hard hard to get
0: is your like your studies like a qualitative type of thing yes. right yeah. yeah so I feel like that's kind of fun well, for me, I hated, like, quantitative studies when I was in school. <laughs> I was, like, I hate calculating shit. Um, yeah. And it's cool interviewing people and whatnot.
1: Yeah, that's, like, the best part. I'm doing focus groups, so it's really yeah. cool. And I'm super interested in my topic, so that's fun, too, because I basically, like, I had I've had one of three focus groups so far. And so it's just fun to, like, have them have a bunch of people, like, sit and chat about stuff that we're all interested in. And they all had great things to say, so... It was fun, but I just need to get my butt in gear.
0: Yeah, it's probably hard to like, I don't know. I think for me, it would be hard to be motivated sometimes, self-directed, but it's also nice because you have a bit more flexibility.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I've just, yeah, I've just decided, like, I had a really hard time about a month ago with it, of just being, like, frustrated with, I feel like I'm so stagnant in my project and... I think I'm just like I've been doing it now for like I I just finished the second term of my second year so I just feel yeah a little stagnant but I just reminded myself like that's the beauty of this program like I can take my time if I need to and I have gotten the chance to like do lots of other things for instance this podcast like if I was just yeah. working like I mean Kim you are working a nine-to-five but like working nine-to-five and doing this like I I can't imagine so I get to like Kind of navigate how I spend my time which is really nice
0: mm-hmm. but cherish it cherish yes. it
1: because <laughs> yeah. I won't be for much longer hopefully I'll have a nine to five soon but
0: yeah well hopefully it's like maybe a 10 to 6 9 to 5 8 yeah. type of thing a little flexibility that's also nice not having to if you can get a job that's a bit more flexible mm-hmm. but yeah that's fun yeah any fun books you're reading
1: yeah you reading? I am <laughs> yes I just finished I am reading I'm I have I have gotten over kind of gotten over my reading hump I did read I managed to read five books in March for some reason yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm so behind in my reading like I don't know why I was feeling that way but I was and I've just realized like I'm still two books ahead for the year for my goals not that that means anything but like I thought that I was, I just I was just feeling behind and I'm actually not, I read five books. I actually read five and a half books because I DNF'd one book. So yeah, like, yeah, but I DNF'd a book, a galley arc that I received, which Kim and I discussed how I should navigate that. And I have decided how I'm going to navigate it because <laughs> I just feel really bad that people like write whole books and then I read half of it and I'm like, no, it was bad. Yeah. But also- there's just books and books that are bad. So
0: Yeah. It ha- like I mean, not every book is gonna be a a hit, you know? I think it's okay to DNF. I say that, but I'm like so bad at doing that.
1: <laughs> I'm so bad at DNFing. Like I will persevere through a book, but I just Me too. especially right now, like with like between reading books for the podcast and then between getting net galley, but also having personal books that I want to read. Mm-hmm. I've just decided and I think I talked about this, like, in our first podcast that, like, it's okay to DNF. I'm going to be, it's going to be okay. It's going to be totally fine. It's a lot. I'm trying give myself grace. Mm-hmm. So anyways, with that being said, I just finished British Columbiana by Josie Teed. That book <gasps> just came out at the end of March. So you'll probably be, it'll probably be about a month by the time you hear this episode. And stay tuned for more info about that book. It was really good. And then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're so out of keeping secrets. And I know the, <laughs> the next or the book that I'm reading now. If you have been listening to our podcast, I am now reading Just Kids by Patti Smith. <gasps> I know at the beginning of the month that I was going to read Just Kids by Patti Smith, but I am now reading it and I am like 100 pages in and I'm enjoying it. I'm not loving it. Okay. Like, I bought like head over heels for it but I am enjoying it so
0: I asked this last time but is it a memoir I forget. yes
1: yeah it's a memoir
0: okay.
1: it's a memoir about her it's like really okay. good in the sense that she is a beautiful writer mm-hmm. like a beautiful writer but I think that the thing that's kind of keeping me holding me back a little bit is that I don't know her like I don't know Patty Smith very well I don't know her music very well oh I don't have like like, I have friends that are big Patty Smith fans, and so I think if I was a big fan of her music, I'd be more, mm-hmm. like, into her yeah, book. Yeah. But I'm hoping that the opposite happens, and then I just read her book, and then I want to listen to her music. Because I am, like, wanting to. She just hasn't gotten to the part of the book where she writes music yet. So. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah. it is a National Book Award winner. Like, it's, like, it has amazing reviews. And for good reason. Like, it's very... She is a beautiful writer. She is a beautiful writer. It's kind of like crying in H-Mart, like...
0: Mhm. Like library. a musician writing a nice book. Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then I have a few library books out. I'm gonna read some thrillers coming up here.
0: Ooh. I, think I have.
1: I have "Local Woman Missing" and I have "The Guest List" by Lucy Foley. I'm not sure who "Local Woman Missing" is by.
0: Uh, Mary Kubica, maybe.
1: Uh, yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. What are yeah. you reading, Kim? Um. All the (laughs) things you read for work.
0: Uh, for the past um 100 podcasts since we started the (laughs) podcast, pretty much I've been reading *Priory of the Orange Tree*. (laughs) Um, I'm still reading it, and I think I've read 50 pages since we last met, which was like three weeks ago. But I think I'm getting at the part now where they've explained all the characters, and now it's getting into the plot, which is pretty juicy. I think the reason why it's taking me so long is first of all I'm only reading it before bed because it's so heavy I don't bring it on my commute to work because I have like essentially a full luggage I bring to work every day <laughs> and that's like one less thing like a, I don't know a 20 pound book feels like it's 20 pounds but it's pretty good so far like it's very I think because I'm just not used to fantasy I've had to like there's a glossary at the back and, like, um, a character, not a character map, but, like, an explanation of all the characters. So I go back and forth between, like, front, back, front, back a lot. But now I finally understand, like, hey, okay, who's living in the West? Who's living in the East? So, yeah, I'm getting into the good part now. So I'm getting my flow. I also am reading Mame by Jessica George. That's on my list. I don't know what happened to my Kobo, but, like, the cover disappeared. It's oh, like just like- Mame. That's weird. I know. I, like, took a photo of it the other day, and then it disappeared after, like, as if I wasn't allowed to take a photo of it. Um. Oh, yeah. It is by Jessica George, and it's really, really good. i cool. really like it so far. So I recommend... Yeah, it's just, like, a cute coming-of-age story about this girl living in London. So, yeah, it's a really cool coming-of-age story about... A girl and her parents are from Ghana and it's kind of her navigating grief and being young and dating for the first time and
1: Aww.
0: yeah it's kind of like I wouldn't say it's like the idiot because it's not as like not satirical it's not as like not that kind of coming of age it's very real and kind of sad you feel sad for her and yeah, yeah. It's like a lot of ups and downs so it's a really good book and I'm about 70% in so I'll probably finish that soon. I've been reading that a lot on my commute. It's me editing him. The next book I was reading is Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. It's like a workplace romance, a bit of a enemies to lovers romance and it was really good. I feel like Abby Jimenez is very popular with the romance and she has kind of a series going on with some characters that are I guess featured in several novels. I'm not super romance as I was saying in here. I find like some romance is a bit cringy, a little cheesy. I know it's a bit of a hot take but this one was pretty cute. It dealt with a lot of sensitive topics with kindness and it was really good in that sense but yeah I feel like One hot take I have with romances is is that there's always like a toxic relationship or character and I feel like it just kind of perpetuates toxic relationships and toxic behavior so that's my hot take but of course romance is romance it's fiction and it's for fun so yeah anyways it's romance and people love romance so that's all I'll say about it
1: People, people do love romance Which is a good
0: good segue segue
1: to what we're talking about today. Today Um, we're talking about Emily Henry. All three of her books because we have read all three of them, both of us, and we just wanted to do kind of a combined episode similar to what we did to Sally Rooney, but definitely less in-depth for each book. Yeah. will not be a two-parter
0: yeah oh I don't think so (laughs) we do episodes for this one yeah I think we mostly wanted to go into because like Emily Henry is super popular as an author and all of her books have been super super popular over the internet like book talk Instagram anytime she comes out with anything everyone's all over it so we wanted to discuss Emily Henry Yes. Um, yeah so yeah. should we first go into like a bio yeah
1: let's do a little bio about
0: this girl about <laughs>
1: emily henry um i remember first seeing her book i mean i don't have tiktok so i never have had like book talk um yeah, i don't really
0: either... well i don't have book talk but i have tiktok but all my my the tiktoks that show up or are... have nothing to do with books or <laughs> 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 anything really
1: that's fair um I remember the first well other than like like I didn't really have a lot of people like bookstagram people other than you on my Instagram and like I had I think I had a few maybe a few others that I started to follow but before I had started my own bookstagram so mostly they were just Kim's posts that I was seeing um <laughs> but otherwise I think the first time I saw Emily Henry's books was last year in shoppers drug mart people we meet on vacation was like all over the shoppers drug mart like my local one
0: really shoppers drug mart
1: (laughs) yeah like i just remember every time i went in there i saw like the bright orange cover like it was just Mm -hmm. always there and Last year, like, I, I wasn't crazy about, like, trending. Like, I guess I still am not crazy about trending books, but I think now I, like, pay more attention to what books are trending, obviously, because, like, mm-hmm. that's now our job. Um yeah. But last year, I was more just, like, reading what I wanted to read and what I saw looked good and what I could get from the library and stuff. I was a little bit less picky. Not to say that I'm picky now, but I'm definitely more picky now. Yeah. and. Yeah, and I saw that book and I saw, I just kept seeing it, seeing it, seeing it like every time I went into shoppers. That's so funny. I don't know. I didn't go into shoppers that much. I don't know why I'm saying that. But anyways. <laughs> oh, for our non Canadian listeners, Shoppers is Shoppers Drug Mart. It's just like a local
0: It's drug the drugstore drug of Canada. It's
1: it's Canada's drugstore, yeah. Like Yeah. We have like other ones, but they're not really What's
0: it called in in, in Quebec? It's different it's um Prix. Yeah, see, sí. yeah, we sí. oh.
1: <laughs> okay. wrong language, Kim. wrong country.
0: I'm, I'm just so confused. <laughs> um, oh, it was funny, funny story about that. There's a, a Prima Prix in Spain, what? And I, yeah, it's called Prima Prix, but I used to, I would always call it Pharma Pri, right? Because of Canada, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, it's not, it's like opposite letters, yeah, no, not off, op- whatever. But it's just funny because it's like similar name. But, anyways, yeah. Canada's Drugstore. It which is Canada a Drugstore.
1: Yeah, there's a book section, like cards, like whatever. It's just like a local, like I guess like CVS or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And then I got it on the lot. I got it from the library. I think my mom had read it or something. And so I read People We Met on Vacation. So that's how I found out about her. And then once I read that book, I was like, I want to read her other books. So that's how I read the other ones. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: anyways. Emily Henry, she is a New York Times bestselling American author. She's best known for her romance novels, Beach Read, People We Met on Vacation, and Book Lovers. She lives and writes in Cincinnati. Ohio? Henry lives and writes in Cincinnati and Kentucky's northern Ohio River region. I don't know what that means, (laughs) but I don't have very good American geography. I do know that Ohio Ohio is very close to me
0: oh is it oh yeah I guess oh my god I'm sorry to every American listening but you know what Americans don't no. know the geography of Canada so whatever I'm Sorry,
1: Americans Someone don't even does. know that we are our own country yeah don't even we're not going to apologize sorry we're not yeah,
0: sorry sorry to all the Americans but as we
1: say sorry <laughs> like
0: Canadians that we- yeah.
1: <laughs> anyways Ohio is very close to Ontario you should you Americans should figure that out anyways <laughs> she studied creative writing at hope college which is in michigan and the now defunct new york center for art and media studies she's a full-time writer and proofreader so she writes and she also proofreads her debut novel was a young adult novel and it's called the love that split the world that came out in 2016 and then after writing several young adult novels um the other ones were a million junes in 2017 When the Sky Fell on Splendor 2019, Hello Girls in 2019, which she also wrote with Brittany Cavallaro. So those were her young adult fictions. Her first adult fiction was Beach Read and it came out in 2020. She also has written a book every year since then so people we, met, we meet on vacation came out in 2021 book lovers in 2022 and she has a new book coming out called happy place that is coming out in may of this mm-hmm. year
0: so um, probably by the time this podcast comes out it'll be yeah. almost out yeah
1: <laughs> yeah out maybe around the time at that time um her books have been featured in buzzfeed oh the oprah magazine entertainment weekly the new york times the skim shondaland and more She has continued to write adult romance novels throughout the years. And there is a film adaptation for book lovers set to be produced by Tango Entertainment.
0: Oh, I think that just dropped. Like, that's like new new shit type of thing. Yeah. Mm. And then,
1: yeah, we can get more into the book specifically, but the only awards that she's won have been Goodreads Choice Awards.
0: Really, that's kind of surprising for how popular these books are.
1: Well, but do romance novels ever win awards?
0: That's true. Like, I don't know if they win, like, that's a genuine question. Pulitzer Prize, or
1: I don't know, like,
0: Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Peace Prize. (laughs) 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 We could save the world with romance with love with sorry let me be specific we can save the world with straight white rich
0: falling in love
1: and being (laughs) happily ever after
0: in the writing and literary industry yeah yeah I feel like well and I also want to add I feel like Emily Henry is like the cool author on Instagram like she's very like I I follow her, and she's, like, very cool. She has, like, a very cool sense of style. She always always hypes other authors up. Like, she seems like a very cool gal. Um That's
1: nice. I, I do like that.
0: Yeah, she's, I don't know. She just seems like a genuine person. She seems very lovable. I don't know. I've enjoyed following her Instagram. She always posts, like, goofy photos of her, like, reviewing books and stuff.
1: Okay, so. cute. I do like that. I am a yeah. fan
0: that so I feel like a lot of her and and I don't know I feel like a lot of her characters that are in the book well the female character in the books are kind of like her personal character I don't know I don't know her of course but from what I see online she's very like she has that like sarcastic humor and funny banter that she kind of emulates through her social media so right yeah I see a lot of her characters like kind of like her I don't know Yeah. But yeah, maybe I'll go through, I'll go through the Goodreads slash R ratings for them. And then we can kind of go through like a bit of a quick synopsis on all of them. Sure. Well, since we've already, we've only read like the adult romance ones, we're gonna only go through Beach Read, People We Met on Vacation, and Book Lovers. The other books we have not read, like in her backlist. So first book, Beach Read by Emily That's Henry. That's her
1: first one. Okay, I have to keep track of that. Yes, because I didn't. So have-
0: oh, I guess yeah. You oh, I read yeah. I read them in order. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I think them. well, I read Beach Read when it was like her only book out, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Her only title one. Um, so Beach Read on Goodreads has a rating of four point four out of 748,929 ratings, and about 80,000 reviews. It won the Goodreads Choice Award, or it was a nominee. Sorry, it didn't win. It was a nominee for the Best Romance in 2020. So, according to my Goodreads, when I read this in 2021, March of 2021, I rated this a 5. What did you rate it, Liv?
1: Beach Read... I rated a three out of
0: five. <gasps> Just kidding! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's very different. Um. Well, I'm gonna ask you first. Why did you rate it a three?
1: Um. Okay. See, this is why I'm I'm confused about the order because I read them in a different order, mm-hmm. and so I believe that Beach read was my, the most recent one that I read.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And so okay i see i feel like i already need to be like justifying myself here
0: um don't justify yourself just say it
1: let's do the other two and then i'll talk about my rating
0: okay 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 that
1: makes sense okay
0: yes okay so yeah this book is about two characters january andrews january like the month yeah and augustus everett or gus as people call him so these two characters are polar opposites and the only thing that they have in common is that they are authors so what happens essentially long story short is january and gus end up in the same small town together they didn't like each other in college I believe when they were on the same college writing program they were kind of like competitors like they never got along and then now when they're in this little beach town they kind of like have to get a- not they don't they don't have to get along but they're kind of in the same place at the same time and whatever so that's like <laughs> long story short and of course it's a romance so I don't know you can put two to two and two together But this is like an enemies to lovers romance. Yeah, that's a beach read. Apparently there's a bit of an argument online that I've seen that actually it wasn't an argument. This was on Emily Henry's website. Someone or maybe not even someone. I think a lot of people are asking this question or making this statement saying beach read doesn't even take place at a beach. It's at a lake town. Well, but Um, that's not. But a beach isn't a beach just a place with sand and water.
1: Yeah, but isn't the point of the book is that it's a beach read?
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't think it's like
1: anything to do with the story.
0: Same, like, and they're not writing like the books they're writing are whatever. It doesn't really have much to do with. Yeah, I when I picked up this book, I thought it was like a beach read. Like, oh, this is gonna be a nice little yeah. fun read to read in the summer. Even though I think I listened to it in the dead of winter. Well. If it was March in Calgary, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <pretty> cold cold.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, like, I thought that that was, I mean, I could be wrong, but I thought that it was like, oh, this is a beach read. Like, same. a cute little, it's also just a cute little catchy name for a book, yes. beach read.
0: Yes, and it has, like, a cute cover, like, the cover's very, I don't know, I, the only reason why I read this, I didn't read the synopsis or anything, but I read it because of the cover. Like, I saw the audiobook on libby and i just signed it out because of that <laughs> uh so that's beach read and her second book was people we meet on vacation or if you're in the uk it's you and me on vacation what um yeah why i don't know i think what i read okay i think i my memory serves me correctly because I remember googling this because I thought there were two different reads two different reads two different books because I was like why is Emily Henry coming out with two books that are pretty much the same at the same time and then I found out because I don't know I think it's like a catchy saying in the UK like you and I on vacation or something like it's a catchphrase okay so they thought it would be better for marketing in the UK to rename it that than people we meet on vacation but that being said so this book is like a a best friends to lovers type of trope so that's why I'm kind of confused why it's called people we meet on vacation because like do they meet anyone on oh. vacation?
1: Well it's because it's because they have a vacation together every
0: year isn't it? Yeah but like they're meeting like people we meet like don't you they know each other. <laughs>
1: yeah 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 yeah, totally i think it's kind of like just a play on like they're different people every time they meet because they're always in different oh.
0: don't talk to each other all
1: year and then they go on vacation every year together oh, right that's
0: not, yeah, that, okay yeah no that's true yeah i think that makes sense because yeah so okay well to say to to go into the story now um <laughs> sorry <laughs> so it's about two best friends poppy and alex alex and poppy that's what goodread says um, So they're very different friends. They have not much in common, but they've been best friends since college and only best friends. But they go on like an annual trip together, different vacations. So this book kind of follows like a dual point of view, where it follows Poppy and then Alex, and then it leads up to an incident that happens in Croatia that makes them not speak it's something ruined everything so they go through a falling out and they're not talking and then she's trying poppy is trying to convince alex to go on one final trip and like make it right and see what's up because they were best friends whatever so that is the premise of people we meet on vacation are these writers like are these guys writers too
1: (laughs) no she's a travel writer
0: Oh right, okay.
1: And he's a. I don't
0: remember what he. Does. I don't know
1: what he was I like, feel like.
0: He nine? has like a nine to five. Like he's an accountant or something.
1: He's a. Yeah, she's a. Tra- yeah, she's a travel writer.
0: And he's unemployed. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't remember what he does. I think he has like a some type of. Uh...
1: It really, I really can't even find it.
0: It really doesn't matter, I guess. But yeah, they're like two very different people. And it's always just like every time they went on vacation before they never really got together because either one of them was in a relationship or, you know, they were just friend zoning each other. So, yeah, the Goodreads rating on this is 3.39. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 3.93. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it won. The best romance in twenty twenty one for Goodreads Choice Award. So this one did really well. And it's out of eight hundred and eighteen. <laughs> it's out of eight hundred and eighteen thousand three hundred and forty-five ratings. Oh my god. About eighty thousand reviews. Oh my god, that's about the same as Goodreads. Like this one has a tiny bit more, but it's pretty much the same and it pretty much has the same rating. As Bee yeah, this one's 3.93, and then Beach Read is 4.04. Wow. That is quite crazy. So the exact same people are reading the two books. <laughs> yeah. Um, I rated it, this one a 4. I rated this one a 5. Oh. Oh, but this one's the first one you read, right? Yes. Okay. Good point to make. Okay, yeah. I rated this a 4. This was. One- was like the sec- I read this one second. Actually this book and Crying in Hmart are the only books I've ever pre-ordered.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So I do own this book. I think I gave it away, but
1: nice. We did have post. this somewhere in my hmm. possession.
0: Yeah. Um and then we have Book Lovers, which is Emily Henry's most recent book that has been released, and on Goodreads this is rated of Four point two zero, yeah, yeah, and it also won Best Romance for the Goodreads Choice Award in 2022, so the next year it won, and this one has six hundred fifty one thousand six hundred thirty seven ratings and seventy nine thousand reviews, so pretty much the same as the other ones. Okay, so this book, okay, not gonna lie, I was really confused on how this book worked. Because there's a sister relationship and then there's also a romance that happens. What? So Nora. Oh yeah. And then Libby. Yeah. Nora is older sister. Libby is the younger sister. And then there is a romance with Charlie and Nora. Correct?
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like something going on with her family.
0: Oh yes. So yes. her
1: yeah, her sister.
0: Yes. And her um, to this little
1: town together, but then she sees Charlie there and Charlie is like someone that she knows through the book world or something.
0: And they right. They had like a prior beef or something. Like they had a they had a scuffle. Yeah. So this book like goes from two timelines. So it goes like before and then after and then they move to like a small town, have like okay, I'll just read what they have on Goodreads quick summary because i actually forget this one (laughs) even though it was the most recent one i read so nora stevens uh her life is books she reads them all or she's read them all she's read every book and she's not that type of heroine not the plucky one not the laid-back dream girl and especially not the sweetheart in fact The only people Nora is a heroine for are her clients, for whom she lands enormous deals as a cutthroat literary agent and her beloved little sister Libby. Yes, Okay, that's kind of confusing. Anyway, which is why she agrees to go to Sunshine Falls, North Carolina, for the month of August when Libby begs her sister for a trip away. So they go to the small town and Nora keeps bumping into this man, Charlie, who is a book editor from Back in the City. But this isn't the first time they've met because they had a little scuffle back in the day. Mm -hmm. So if you couldn't guess, this might be like an enemies to lovers type of trope. Yeah. Definitely an enemies to lover type of trope. And I rated this one a four on Goodreads. How about you?
1: I rated this one also a three.
0: (gasps) Okay. I think I agree with you there. But anyways. So... I just want to talk about Emily Henry's writing like I I love it and I love the witty banter that goes on I love kind of like the sarcastic humor and the very it's very current without being cheesy I'd say yeah how about you what do you like about her writing
1: yeah I agree with you and all that like her writing is really quick and witty and fast like Even if the story isn't necessarily moving fast, like you feel a sense of urgency when reading her books. Mm -hmm. Like I've always finished her books very quickly. Like I think what happened is that I gave people, People We Meet on Vacation was genuinely a five-star book for me. Like I'm not taking that back. I loved it. I could not put it down. I thought it was so clever. The writing, the like back and forth between Poppy and Alex was crazy. Like the fact that you could write that, you could like hear it like that was yeah m- i find her description of place really good like her books are definitely like on i feel like on the longer side for romance novels like they are pretty thick book, yeah
0: they're pretty long yeah
1: but they don't lose you like you are so pulled in which i mm-hmm. really really enjoyed and i think that's why i enjoyed um people we meet on vacation so much
0: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> so, yeah her writing yeah. is amazing
0: yes definitely an amazing author and I, I think I felt the same way with Beach Read because that was my first book I read slash listened to. I think I did both. I think I listened to half of it. And then I read the last half because i my pretty sure my audiobook lapsed and I was like, oh no, I need to read it. So I like got it somehow, physical copy, and I read it right away. Yeah, like it's very like the banter between the two people is so real. Mm-hmm. It's like... You can feel the chemistry and it's not like, oh, they were just so attracted to each other and eyeing each other from across the room. Like it's, it's very real in the sense where they just like have good chemistry chatting with each other. So I think that's why I love her writing. But I think one thing I'm not a huge fan of is I feel, and this is a hot take. This is a hot take. But I feel like a lot of her characters are very similar. And especially since all of them work in like the literary world or like writing or publishing. And for someone who is outside of that, well was at the time well was at the time of me reading the books i mean i'm in a different type of publishing regardless anyway so i'm still outside of it but Mm. it's the same shit it seems like the same shit for someone who's working unless you're like really into publishing for some reason and you don't work in the industry i don't know you don't really know how it works so it's like hard to to keep hearing over and over again oh she's a writer oh she works in publishing oh she works in this and maybe if you're a writer of course it's probably easier to write about people you know but, yeah, I don't know. I find a lot of the characters repeating themselves.
1: yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is like I really remember people we meet on vacation because I enjoyed it so much. But then mm-hmm. when you asked me about the other two books, like, yeah, they're they mesh, they blend into each other a lot. They're both in small towns. They're both, they both have family things happening.
0: Yeah, it's like, like great one of them was like the,
1: the sister, and one of them was like her dad, and her dad in an affair had an affair and stuff. Yeah, like there was there, those two books felt very similar to me, and I read People We Meet on Vacation, and then I read the other two, and I don't remember what I ordered I read the other two in, but the other two, I just was like by the by by reading the third one, I think the review I gave it on like my Instagram was like you only need to read one Emily Henry book. Yeah, when you're talking about like her. Compared to other romance novels, the only other romance, no- romance novelist, other than, like, TJR, but, like, TJR, her romance novels are bad, like, but they're good because they're yeah. romance.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like, not her most, her more recent ones, but um, the only other romance novelist that I really, really, really like, and I've read every single one of her books, is Emily Giffen.
0: Oh, I've never read any Emily Giffen.
1: I have read every
0: Emily Giffen.
1: Every okay. single one of them. They are trash, but they are so good. And yeah. they are similar writers. Like I feel that Emily Henry is like mo- definitely like the modern day Emily Giffen. Because Emily Giffen was like early 2000s, mid
0: 2000s. Okay. She wrote a
1: lot, but she has a ton of books. Like I think she, she just came out with a new one within the past few years. But yeah, the stories, the plots were very similar. Like when I was reading, I must have read, no, you know what it was? I read Book Lovers third. That was the third one I read because I remember reading it and thinking like, I just read this book. Like, I I really yeah. don't think this is any different. I think People We met on Meet on Vacation is different.
0: Yeah, I think that one's the most different out of all of them because it's, like, a different... Well, it's, like, friends to lovers. Right. And it's... They're moving around different places. Like, they're not really stuck in one tiny town, like, enclosed area. Like, forced proximity trope.
1: Yes. The other thing was, like, they all were just about a couple that... We're not supposed to be together, but they were. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) that's because I'm not a romance reader. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think either of us are big romance readers. No. And like, I gave a cheeky remark at the beginning. Like, I have my qualms with romance books, which, like, again, is just that they're very white and very heteronormative and very unrealistic and very like capitalistic, like they fall into kind of the perfect way to be and like the perfect way to relationship. They go through their trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. And like I just get a little sick of it because that's not how the real world is. Mm -hmm. I understand that people like to read stuff that's not the real world. I totally understand that. But like what Mm -hmm. you said at the beginning, like I think that there is kind of it can be a little bit problematic for like women particularly to be reading only romance novels when they when they do like paint this unrealistic picture
0: well it's like a lot of I feel like they the main girl not in just Emily Henry's writing but it's like a damaged woman who is quirky and funny but like always is getting into a bad relationship but like never goes to therapy and finds out what's wrong but it's always the man's fault or the whoever's fault that they're never getting into a relationship but it doesn't ever focus on like I don't know and of course like Books don't need to be like, oh, well, she's going to therapy at the end, you know, like it doesn't. Yeah, have to yeah, help. yeah.
1: But just but... the fact that they are like that,
0: I- I'd also just
1: think that it places this really intense value on like finding your person. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't think that everyone finds their person. I think that relationships work because people make choices to be together. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are going to be people that work for you better than not. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just places this really heavy value on being in a relationship and that, like, that's the thing that's going to save you and complete you and make you happy. When, like, mm-hmm. you know who the happiest demographic is in the world? Single unmarried women with no kids above the age of 40. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, that is si- – there, there are scientific surveys that have looked at that, and that is the happiest demographic of people. Yeah. So – and that's not to say nobody should get married or have kids. Like, that's not worse. No one should be
0: in a relationship. Like, we're both in relationships. We're both but... in a
1: relationship. We're both in like long term relationships. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just, I don't like the value that it places. And I, I, I think, especially when I read, I like to read one romance novel mm-hmm. every year, maybe yeah. year to like get my head in it just like, do the little bit of escaping but I find that yeah reading them over and over again just gets me a little bit frustrated
0: well and I also think it places a lot of pressure on like how men and women especially should act in relationships yeah like how men should always be doing things for women and like of course not every romance novel is like this but a lot of ones I've read especially ones that are like hetero couples they're like men have to be doing things for women all the time taking them out on dates and blah 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 and while that's great and of course that should happen it's just like it places a lot of pressure on people to do things it's like like some some people don't like that stuff and maybe it's not the people reading the romance books but it kind of makes you disappointed in a fake character like watching a rom-com like you're like why isn't I don't know I feel like it creates arguments and really I don't know like it just it projects a lot of toxic relationship stuff yeah you know like yeah I don't know and and I think like I I like reading a romance novel every once in a while but I feel like sometimes I'm like damn that is a little toxic
1: Mm -hmm. yeah or just like I don't know
0: yeah I, I don't know
1: it's hard because like I did really enjoy the books yes the reason that I gave them three stars I mean I think three stars is a fine rating like I would recommend a book that has three stars
0: mm-hmm. I I'd still recommend these books
1: yeah I would recommend reading them if you like romance or um I actually think that if you don't love romance and you want to read a romance book like her books are good kind of in between ones because they do have those yeah. other aspects to them and They are like more, they're not really like damsel in distress women. Like they're like, she's definitely not making it.
0: Yeah, they're all like career driven women that are pretty successful or like, in some cases, like maybe not super successful yet, but kind of finding their way. I think maybe I'm just like over romance novels, like I've I've given them a shot. I, I do love like different, like I love LGBTQ romance novels. I love Sapphic romance novels. I love—I don't know. There's like a, a bunch of different ones, like more coming-of-age contemporary fiction with romance. But I don't think I love romance, like yeah. straight up,
1: yeah. Because I, yeah, think like, just, I like, like a little romance in a book. Yes, I don't think I like a book that's all about it. That's such—it's so funny because we're like, we hate romance, but these books—they're pretty okay. They're pretty okay. <laughs> You're pretty good. I'm like
0: I'm gonna read Happy Place when I come. Oh, I'm
1: absolutely well. gonna read Happy Place. Oh
0: yeah.
1: I think what like more of this conversation is, is that there's nothing wrong with like reading. There's nothing wrong with reading a romance novel. We're always also who are we to tell you what to read? We are not. Yeah. Reading. Don't
0: Do whatever listen to the hell you want.
1: But <laughs> I think that my, my my bigger problem is the fact that these are the books that get the most traction,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: these are the books that reinvent or re like create and recreate our world of like again like white heteronormativity like even when queer couples are written into books if they're not written by queer or even if they are written by queer people sometimes it is again homonormative so like their relationship looks like a heteronormative couple it's just that they're two men or two women or whatever so Mm -hmm. i just feel like we could be like recreating the way that relationships actually are and tons of people are doing that. Like those books exist. But just the Mm -hmm. fact that these books get so much traction. Yeah. Just kind of says a lot about state of our world
0: consumption. Yeah. (laughs) Right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But maybe also like I don't know. Maybe I'm philosophizing too much and maybe people just like to read like just like people watch reality TV, like I watch reality TV, like they like to read. You know, so like I don't know.
0: Yeah. I (laughs) think like Romance is definitely a form of like escapism in a sense where, like I know a lot of people that love romance and they're in a relationship, long term relationship, they're married, whatever, and it's kind of like a escapism thing where they're like in love with the characters but not really in love with like the way they act, which is totally fine too. I I do understand the hype of these books and they deserve the hype because they're they're well written.
1: Yes, but... well written.
0: And I do want to say Emily Henry does support a lot of like, authors of color and different authors. So like, that's not it's not Emily Henry's fault that she's like a white woman at all. But there's I mean, there's like a lot of good books out there. Yeah. Like, like, I'm gonna read every Emily Henry book that comes out, whatever. Okay? Yeah.
1: I think now that I've also had time away from her like I think that once I read people we met on vacation I loved them so much that I put the other two on hold right away and I got back to back so it was it felt maybe like I had just read the same book twice which is how I don't understand how people read romance after romance after romance after romance like I could not do that I I could not do that like it's the same even if we talk, like, enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, second chance romance, like, how many tropes can you do before well, you... Well, dro- you
0: kind of know what's going to happen at the end.
1: Well, you always know what's going to happen at the end.
0: Yeah, like, there's no spoiler there. Like, you you know the couple is going to get back together. Like, no one... Di- like, it's not like there's this build buildup of romance and someone dies. Like, I don't think that ever happens. No. Or, like, someone gets together with another person and like the main character is totally fine. Like maybe like someone should write a romance on that. Maybe if there is a romance on that, let me know. Even though that would be really I mean
1: TJR sad. has has a romance like that.
0: Oh what? Really? Well it's not a
1: romance then though. Like what is it?
0: Yeah it's not really a romance. Well, has like that a book. Oh which one is that? It's um isn't like one true loves or something about a man who like not it's not about a man, but a woman who is dating someone that goes like missing, and then,
1: yes, yeah, so that one.
0: like I think that's like a really clever plot, which I think yeah. has been done a bunch of times, but that's always like, that oh my one. god, she has to decide between two people, like what's gonna happen,
1: yeah, and like a really scary situation. There's another one that she has where like the main character met her husband, they got married, and then he died the day oh. after they got married.
0: Yes, that's like Forever Interrupted, right?
1: Forever Interrupted and then she meets then the whole story was like about her her dealing with the mother-in-law and like and then there was another book where it was a couple that decided to break up for a year because their marriage was like those ones I really enjoyed and Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I consider them like they I guess they are considered romance novels but I guess they're also more like chick lit or yeah yeah, because they're not it's not always about, but there is always a happy ending. So yeah, maybe it's just not our genre, Kim.
0: I know. I think it's not our genre. And I feel bad for like, if anyone's listening, they're like, wow, maybe you should not just like not read these. But I think a lot of people like I did, I was on Reddit because I wanted to do, see like, what what did the anonymous people think? Reddit, I know is was like so toxic, but no, I, I wanted to see, I know. <laughs> I wanted to see what people were saying about Emily Henry. And I think a lot of people are like, either kind of in the realm of us where they think a lot of the books are like, yeah, they're good, but, you know, like, I feel like they're in the same realm, whatever, they kind of repeat each other. And then there's people that are like, no, I love her books so much. They're my favorite, blah, blah, blah. But no one really, like, dislikes Emily Henry. Like, let's say Colleen Hoover. Mm, Right. So I think Emily Henry is just definitely a good go-to author if you want, like, a nice read, something fun.
1: Something fun, but, easy, quick, that'll pull you in. Like, honestly, if you're going on vacation.
0: Yes. If you're going on I'll a road sure. trip,
1: a train plane ride. Like, oh, yeah.
0: This is like the time. perfect book to pick up at the airport when yeah. you're like on the way.
1: Spring break. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that. Perfect, perfect, perfect book for that because you don't want to put it down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're super easy and fun and. Yeah, definitely a stark contrast to the priory of the orange tree.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You don't need like a million character maps for this. these ones. No, no. This one will keep you up late in your bed because you will not want to put it down.
1: Because you'll want to know what happens next. Also, they're a little saucy.
0: They are. They are a little saucy. I remember reading
1: people we meet on vacation and I was like, this is hot.
0: Yeah, it's like
1: like, this is
0: like maybe don't read all of it in public.
1: Yeah, maybe don't read
0: it. People might be staring at you, like, like, what's she reading?
1: There might be some parts where you might want to read it in private. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts? I think I've said everything I can
0: say. I think I've said everything I can. I feel like Emily Henry, we love you. Okay. Yeah. This wasn't a roast. No. It's more the genre uh, than it is, like, yes the author I guess yeah like I actually really love Emily Henry and I'll read everything she writes but yeah the genre takes on that yeah yeah how about you final thoughts
1: no none
0: none well okay we
1: will catch you next week tell us all your thoughts and feelings about what we said if you want to get mad at us don't because that's stupid
0: yeah we might get upset
1: but if you have something to say about what we said let us know but don't come from
0: criticism critical don't thinking yeah. yeah yeah don't take it personal
1: no you what can else? like whatever you like I love watching love is blind and oh
0: yeah same oh my I god I
1: for their media choices
0: yeah I'm 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 watching every rea- reality TV show on Netflix exclusively. Yeah. So. Exclusively? Okay, bye. Yeah, we'll yeah, let you go. Okay.
1: <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening to the Best I've Ever Read podcast with Kim and Liv. You can find us on Instagram at Podcast. Email us at bestreadpodcast at gmail.com. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. We would love your support. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.